to today's lesson. Wealthy people can buy anything and everything they want, right? While that may be true, it doesn't mean the rich are out there dropping stacks left and right. In fact, they can be quite frugal or even cheap. So here are a few things rich people are cheap with that you can copy and learn from and implement it in your own life to help quicken the pace to becoming rich. Number one, impulse buys or impulse purchases. Sure, it might be enticing to snag that cashmere sweater in the store window or the newest car on the lot like a brand new Mustang GT 500. That'd be pretty nice. But making a purchase on a whim is something you will never see a wealthy person do. If you buy things you do not need, billionaire investor Warren Buffett told Forbes, soon you will have to sell things you need. It doesn't mean millionaires don't buy lavish items. They just put thought into them and their bottom line before swiping their credit card, if they even have one. Now, a good rule of thumb for this is that for any impulse purchase, it is only being used with money that is returned on investments. So for instance, let's say that you have $100,000 in a bunch of mutual funds returning, let's just say 10% per year, just to keep numbers simple. So that means you'll have $10,000 as a return, right? Every single year. That means you could spend up to $10,000 on impulse purchases without touching that $100,000 and it would literally have no fiscal impact on your financial situation. That's the whole point. Like there's a lot of billionaires, a lot of millionaires who buy very expensive items, but they usually never spend the principal on anything. So you got to keep that in mind. That's how they are able to keep their money and grow it. Because think about it. Once you start making some pretty good money, you're going to have to start paying taxes. So every time that you could keep as much money as you can, the better it will be long term. Number two, extreme inheritances. Now it's fantasy to think we can all leave a mountain of money to our children and grandchildren so they don't have to budget as we did. But large inheritances are something rich people don't use their money for. Why? Well, Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg both said they want their children to find their way rather than relying on a handout, according to CNBC. Instead, both billionaires are giving significant portions of their fortunes to charity to help those who need it most. Now, also in a lot of cases, a lot of these billionaires, because they're so smart with money, will actually create basically a fund, like a family fund that is actually a charity that like basically their family runs, right? They obviously don't really like, I mean, they might get paid a salary for that, which isn't really going to be high, or they might not get paid anything, but they could say, you know, they could donate, you know, all of their money when they die, but the family is probably going to be in a family foundation that will be investing into various charities or different organizations or things that might need help with from what they choose, right? Because the thing is, 
if you just give a charity randomly your money without doing a lot of research, without like handling the whole process, then you don't really know what your money's really actually doing for the most case, right? Now, another reason why they also wouldn't do this where they wouldn't actually give their kids or their grandchildren money is because hopefully they've instilled certain skills within their kids to actually be profitable in their life, to actually be able to monetize their life in a useful way. But also, even if you are on a smaller scale compared to Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, there's something called basically an inheritance tax, basically, where, now that's not the actual correct term, but the way you got to understand is that if you were to pass away and give money to your offspring, well, guess what? You're going to have to pay the government a huge portion of those taxes, like, like a huge portion of your actual money that you have, the assets and taxes. Now, I believe you are kind of like able to do that kind of like for the most part, tax-free, up to about $20 million. But after that, you're pretty much paying a lot of money to the government for no reason. Number three, TV and video games. Now, rich people didn't amass their fortune sitting around staring at a screen all day. They might have created it, but they didn't play it every day, all day. Now, that's why they don't waste money on jumbo TV packages or the latest video games. We expected high-income households to own more devices, but we did not anticipate that low-income consumers of all devices had greater usage, says Glenn Enoch, Nielsen's SVP of Audience Insights, you know, the company that tracks everybody's uh, viewing habits on their devices. Now, another reason why that's actually pretty much the case is because usually if you have a very low income, you're looking for more of an escape from something, an escape from reality, and the best way to do that is with devices. Number four, luxury brands. Millionaires can afford the latest fashions from the top designers, but that doesn't mean they're spending their hard-earned money on high-end apparel. For instance, they don't really buy Gucci, they don't really buy iced-out Rolexes, all these sort of things they just don't really spend any money on. In fact, the founder of IKEA, Ingvar Kemprad, told Newsweek that he doesn't wear anything that is not from a flea market to set a good example. And Bill Gates told Time that he still wears a $10 watch despite being able to afford a closet full of Rolexes. And what's even funny is that just recently, Warren Buffett got an iPhone. For the longest time, he's only had a flip phone, but very recently, he just had an iPhone. Number five, an overpriced home. Although their home buying budget is considerably higher, rich people, rich people still look for deals. They want to feel like they're getting the most value for their dollar and not like they're getting ripped off. Yes, they might be spending millions, but they're going to try to bargain with the list price like anyone else. Some wealthy individuals even go so far as to not purchase an extravagant home at all. According to U.S. News and World Report, 
Warren Buffett still lives in the home he bought in 1958 for $31,500, and I believe it's worth about $700,000 today. Number six, buying instead of renting. Some rich folks are going so far as to not even deal with the hassle of buying a home. Now, this is more for like the uber rich. Many are opting to rent, according to Extras, Mansions, and Millionaires host Michael Corbett. Renting is more popular than ever, even among the wealthy, he told HuffingtonPost.com. While it once made sense for people who could afford it to buy a home and flip it after two years, and the market has improved moderately this year, we're hardly in a boom. Number seven, pricey grooming. Everyone needs a trim once in a while, but some famous rich people don't think it warrants whipping out the wallet. John Codwell, businessman and billionaire cuts his own hair, according to Time and IKEA founder Ingvar Kamparad told Newsweek that he's had his hair cut when he is in developing countries as a way of giving back. Number eight, multiple credit cards. It's understandable that a wealthy person might not want to walk around with a ton of cash in their pocket, but don't think for a second that their wallet is filled with a credit card from every bank. Tom Corley, author of the best-selling book, Rich Habits, The Daily Habits of Successful People, told U.S. News and World Report, only 8% of rich people use more than one card. Meanwhile, 77% of poor people have multiple credit cards. With more cards, there are more fees to keep track of, more finance charges to accrue, and generally more opportunity to buy things you don't need. Now, obviously, this is not the case 100% of the time, like we discussed, but in the most case, in most cases, the average person is usually not good with credit cards, let alone one credit card. Number nine, late fees. No one likes to pay pesky late fees when they miss a bill or payment, especially rich people. That's why they're diligent about setting up auto pay on all their accounts, from mortgages and car payments to credit cards and insurance, according to David Back, author of Smart Woman Finish Rich. Number 10, things that don't last. Even if rich people have the money to replace an item that wears out or breaks, they still don't want to waste their money that way. Wealthy people understand that the cheapest route isn't always the most valuable, said Peter Bush, a CFP with Horizon Wealth Management in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They can take the long view and consider how what they pay today compares with the worth over time. Number 11. Stuff over experiences. Research has shown that money and material things can generate only so much happiness. Instead, it's meaningful experiences that lead to a truly fulfilling life. According to Jamie Tardy, author of The Eventual Millionaire, the wealthy choose once-in-a-lifetime experiences over new gadgets. As Tardy told The Week, she knows several millionaires that have old iPhones rather than the newest model. Number 12. Retirement Now look, 
No one is going to advise you against investing money in your retirement fund. But for rich people, retirement isn't a focus mostly because self-made billionaires don't plan to retire, according to CNBC. A 2010 study from Barclays Wealth published on CNBC revealed that 54% of millionaires want to work right through their retirement years and 60% of people with a net worth of $15 million plan to work no matter what their age. Now, a thing that you got to really understand about this whole thing about the retirement thing is not only that they like to work, they want to work, they want to fulfill a goal or a mission that they've had, they want to, you know, check off some uh, bucket list, but I've heard this over the years nonstop that pretty much as soon as someone retires, they usually tend to pass away within 12 months after retiring. If they literally just don't do anything, right? Don't work, don't do anything around the house kind of stuff, just like veg out. They pass away very quickly, especially if their partner has passed away and then they retire. Yeah, it's not going to be a good situation. So if you want to live for a very long time and you're still able body, work until you no longer can work. Number 13, gambling. Of course, rich people don't need to play the lottery since they've already struck it rich. But they are still against wasting their money on gambling. Warren Buffett has bashed the whole idea, saying it's the government preying on its citizens. A government shouldn't make it easy for people to take their social security checks and waste them pulling a handle, he has said. He also put a slot machine in his home to show his children that when he gave them their allowance, they would fall into temptation and end up spending it all in one day. Now, I have a pretty good story about this where when I was living with my dad, I had like a couple bucks here and there, not much. I didn't really have like really any money. But when we got groceries every time, like once a week when I was with him, I would probably put like one to two dollars just in like the um, raffling lottery thing, right? You know, like Powerball, Mega Millions, that kind of stuff. And I would usually just do that because it's just a dollar. For some reason, I've always just had a dollar or two dollars, so it doesn't really matter. But I would always kind of like talk a little bit, my dad there, and also like with, um, the lady behind the counter all the time. And so we'd always discuss, like, you know, like, we're just doing this just for the fun of it, right? Like, literally just $1 or $2 because it's just fun, right? But we obviously know that we're immediately going to lose that money, right? Like, we do it in the sense that we are already going to lose the money. Like, we're not expecting to win. It's just a fun little pastime when we just go and get groceries because why not, right? Because, you know... I would end up spending that on like something else that's useless, right? Like candy or something, something stupid. So I was like, might as well just do on this, right? But when we would talk to uh, the lady behind the counter, she told us the story about this one guy who was in his 60s, retired, basically no money to his name but was collecting Social Security checks every single month to the tune. I couldn't remember the exact amount, 
but probably close to 400 to 600 per month or something like that. Something not that big, but it's basically all the money he had. And on the first of every month, he would walk into Publix and drop every single bit of his Social Security check on scratch-offs. And that's a pretty scary thing to hear because it's like, you're going to just spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars every month on scratch-off tickets that you know, like 99.9999999% that you will never win. So you're just tossing that money out, right? And you're basically spending all of your income from doing that. So that's that's what really bothered, bothered me about the whole like lottery thing. Which is why if you're going to do that, you always got to put limitations to it, right? You always got to put restrictions to it if you do something like that. You got to understand like, hey, I'm never going to win this. That's like the mindset that you got to have. I'm never going to win this. This is literally money that I'm just burning away. If you want to still do it because it's just fun, go ahead and do it. But understand that you are literally burning away cash when you do something like that. So just be careful. Still here. Well, feel free to get a free stock below by joining Robinhood worth potentially up to $1,000. And it'll be in the link in the description of this episode. Now, you can also learn the four steps to make money online down below in the description as well. Be a free 30-minute training. You could watch the next episode and go make some money. YouTube is 40 in box. Make sure to subscribe, turn on the bell, notifications, and all that kind of stuff. Our podcast is 40 in box, which is available everywhere that podcasts are available. So you can listen to this while you're driving or doing something else. Our Instagram is at 40 in box as well. Our website is 40inbox.com. Feel free to go check that out.